What's up? How to buy a homies? Summertime 2022. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you are a regular listener, it is the summertime, which means I'm actually going to try to take my first vacation since I started this podcast. So it's only going to be episodes might be a little sparse here till we get to the end of August and then we're going to kick it back up. So if you're watching your feed waiting for the podcasts, don't worry, they're coming. And part of the reason why I'm comfortable doing that is because of today's podcast. I love doing my interviews. I love talking to other first-time homebuyers and getting a real story. Today, you're getting a real story from Brianna. And I don't have very much to say because Brianna said everything for me. She planned. She did it. She made it happen. So if you're wondering how you can do this, how you can make your dream happen, how about we hear firsthand from someone who went through the whole process? Let's go. All right, everybody. Well, this is very exciting. I've tried to talk to Brianna already. And now Brianna is in Northern California. And she was listening to the podcast and reached out to me. And I was like, it's pretty expensive up there. <laughs> so tell us your story. Now, obviously, you're Air Force. So you said you grew up kind of close to there, though. Were you someplace else with the Air Force and then came back? I was. So I've been in the Air Force for about 10 years. I was in New Mexico for a while, then Mississippi. And then I spent the last four and a half years in Germany. So we just moved here from Germany. Wow. And now I'm curious. Everyone wants to know about your house, but I want to know this. Do you have a specific role in the Air Force? I do. I'm occupational health and safety. So kind of like OSHA, but for the Air Force. Oh, cool. Oh, all right. Wow. Yeah, I have some friends who do that. And the home inspection with them was a little interesting. So <laughs> yes, I was looking out for especially electrical concerns is a huge one for me. <laughs> yeah. I know. It's always very difficult for me to explain to people when I show them the pictures of the attic. I'm like, I haven't seen one where there's a correct junction box or the wires aren't just kind of randomly going anywhere. <laughs> so true. And oh my gosh, I can talk about that for hours, honestly. I won't get into it. But yes, there's a reason for that. Yeah. For those of you who are going to be buying a house someday, if you never go up in your attic, go up there once. It used to be worse when the insulation was foamy. But open electrical current near dry things, not good. I don't know anything about home construction, but that I know. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of checklists online to kind of help you determine the electrical safe features of your house. So that's always a bad mm -hmm. Really? Okay. One of the things I learned from one of my people who moved from one city to another was they went online and they looked at like top things to do in a city. And I was like, yeah, but you can never trust those. So he did like 10 of them. And then he cross-referenced and whatever got mentioned two or three times. So that's a great one. I'm going to do that with electrical checklists with my buyers. That is a good idea. Okay. Tell us all about it. So you're coming from Germany. And then what was the whole reason behind you deciding to buy a home? 
Yeah, of course. So we just got an assignment here to Travis Air Force Base in the Fairfield area. And I was very excited because it was close to home and I hadn't been back home in 10 years. We also just had a son. Our son just turned three at the time. Oh. We got the assignment. Yes, it was really nice. <laughs> and mm. from Germany and having a small family, I was thinking it would be nice to buy a house, especially since we're moving closer to home. And this was about July, so a year ago this month that we decided to look. And I'm a huge planner. So honestly, the first thing I did was do a Spotify search for real estate podcasts. And you popped up. And honestly, I don't think I would have bought a house if it wasn't for your podcast, because I did not understand. It's usually a quick thought, like maybe it's a good idea to buy a house, but all the preparation and work that goes into that entire process. So, I mean, I listened to you in the morning when I was drinking coffee, during my lunch break, and in the evening (laughs) until I kind of got an idea of, okay, can I do this? Oh, and then at the end of every podcast, I told you, you can do this. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Brianna, you fit right in my wheelhouse. (laughs) You're a planner. I tell everyone all the time, this is not a get rich quick podcast. It's one person at a time starting their personal plan. Mm -hmm. So you listen to me in your ear holes and God bless you for doing that (laughs) three times a day. (laughs) What were some of the first steps that you took for all our people out there who have no idea where to start? Yeah, of course. The first thing I did is grab a pencil, honestly, because the information was such an overload that I was like, all right, let me restart this whole experience and grab a pencil. So I think I started with that timeline piece. Do I have enough time, right? Because we were moving in six months. So I'm like, do I have the time to even start this process right now? So I kind of followed your podcast and said, okay, let me start from the end and go backwards. So if I have the approval 30 days before I want to go into closing, this is where I'd be at. And then before that, collecting documents two weeks before that. And I actually ended up right where I was. So it was just enough time, like a six month window to do it, but I had to be very dedicated. So that went into a different checklist. (laughs) For those of you uh, listening audio, I raised my hands in excitement when she did that. (laughs) Back calendaring. I'm a huge, huge fan of back calendaring and leaving massive gaps in there. I did a week because we were in Germany to every time frame that was projected because we knew we would have a, some hurdles buying a house in the end of 2021 market, and B, having some hurdles with a nine-hour time change. Yeah, those are some fun phone calls when you're dealing with bankers and escrow people who at 502, you cannot get a hold of them. Yep. I had an alarm for midnight every night, and I was up from midnight to 2 a.m. in Germany, calling people, talking, looking at houses, all of that. Oh, my god. <laughs> You're an expert. I interviewed some people who did Los Angeles to Portland, and I thought that was far. Tell us, people who are like, I have no idea how I'm going to buy a place living out of state. You are out of country. How did you do it? Oh, yeah. So I think the biggest thing was the research portion and kind of getting in the mindset of being a amateur and very low scale realtor, right? Like, 
what do realtors look at? What do realtors expect from the buyer? And looking at it from that perspective allowed me to prepare and honestly be a one step ahead of my realtor. So like if she emailed me in the middle of the night for a document, I had already had it. And that made it easier for the both of us, especially during the transition. And just having those pre-phone calls with like the bank and my financial institutions to make sure that like I could wire money in ahead of time so that when it came time to close, there wasn't issues there too. I think those are the two big areas that helped me succeed while being in a different country. Okay, I'm going to break those up into two for our listeners. This is so exciting for me because if you did it at home where there wasn't a time gap or there wasn't something like that, I mean, you're going to be even more prepared than you were. But one of the things you can do is you can ask your realtor to see a contract before you go look at a house and you like it. Ask him to say, hey, first time you meet, would you give me a contract? And then you just go home and you read it. You don't ask any questions. You just read it because they're going to fill stuff in. Great thing to do to get ahead. Also ask them, especially in the 21 market, before you write an offer, okay, what happens in the 48 hours after I write the offer? Because things move fast. And on the closing side, I can't say it enough. Be ready with all the money. Be ready for them to check HR. That's something that they do a lot. They'll call your work to make sure you didn't get fired. And for you, it's pretty easy. With the military, it's not so tough. But there's a bunch of stuff that could happen right at the end, and you're so busy figuring out where your moving truck is and all that. So I love that you were ready. What about researching online? Did you get your finances together first, or did you do the finances and the house shopping at the same time? Oh, no. Finances came first, especially because I'm married and there's two of us to think about. So that was kind of part of the backtracking, right? So the first thing we did after getting a realtor is find that lender and meet with them immediately and determine the average price and the average closing cost at that exact time to get the closest estimate. And another huge tip that you gave me that I loved was like looking for a local lender instead of like a mass institution. That was a huge save because the local lender was talking to us as much as we wanted to, maybe four or five times a day which could have been a lot more difficult with a bigger company. And the fast response allowed us to stay on schedule more often. And he gave us a checklist. And if you want to apply a loan or if you want to apply together, this is the money that you'll need. So we actually divided that amount. And well, we added $5,000 and then divided that amount for the months that we had leading up to close. And then we saved every possible penny we could. And that is my best advice, honestly, is even if you hit your goal, still save as much possible money. Because there was probably ended up being about $2,000 more than our highest. And if we didn't save that extra $2,000, we would have lost our dream house. So we had just enough money because we canceled all our Europe trips. Like we wanted this house. We sacrificed as much as we could during that six month period. And it really did pay off. Man. Oh, so many things. This is amazing. The first thing, the online lenders, I'm so glad everybody out there, you don't have to hear me say it. That's now, this is today. My second interview of the day that I've heard this. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. 
the local people, the time, the service. The online lender, the first person you talk to on the phone is going to really make you think they're really exciting. You never talk to that person again. Mm. They're just a salesperson. When you deal with your local lender, they're there for you. And the great thing is sometimes if they're available, they'll text you back at nine o'clock at night or before they go to bed, which for you was the middle of the day. So <laughs> whatever it was. <laughs> so then been talking to a lot of people. I've been asking people what happened after they moved in, what was important. So you seem like a pretty frugal planning person. So this was a dream house and you decided to stretch because you found one that you went, okay, this one we're going to go for. Actually, that process was really fast. We started looking at houses in October and five weeks in, I still wasn't in love with anything in particular. And I mean, having like 20 buyers to a house ended up being very discouraging as well. I had an idea of my dream house, of course, like I drew a picture, I wrote down the features, so we were prepared. But I have such high expectations that I wasn't expecting to find that house, especially because it's our first house. Like you yeah. do a little bit in your podcast of kind of setting some reasonable expectations for your first house. And I was doing that. I had the picture, but it wasn't going to be the end goal or the all or nothing. But around the first week of December, when I was like, we just need to buy a house, this house came up. And if I could stress anything, it would be that it was the dream house. It had everything and more, something that I didn't even think was possible. And it just felt almost like fate. So here's where I have like the devil and the angel on my shoulder, because I want to make sure that everyone is very understanding. I hear a couple different things after people close. One is, boy, there were expenses I weren't ready for. And the other thing is, I wish I'd stretched and we got the extra bedroom because it's only an extra $300 a month. And it's four years later and I got a promotion. And now we have to call David and sell this house. And we could have stayed here another five years. I don't want anybody to be house poor, but your story is great. And the reason is, if you are approved for a loan, as long as you're not spending frivolously, the bank looks at you with more scrutiny than you look at yourself. So know that that's okay if you stretch for it. And then if you have your dream scenario, then you go for it and you stretch for it because who knows if you're going to find that thing that has everything plus more. And all that frustrating time that you were out there, it was worth it because when you saw that one that was so much extra, it was probably a lot easier to stretch because you realized if you just bought that house when you said, I don't care, buy any house. You're like, wait, this is only a couple hundred bucks more than that? Go, go, go. I definitely agree. That's exactly how I felt. And you have to ask yourself too, because some people don't want to use that entire pre-approval amount. And I read that a lot, but you have to ask yourself, like, can you live with a little bit less, like cancel that one extra trip a year? Is your dream house really worth it? And for us, it was like, we've traveled the world. We want some place to raise our son that we love. And it was totally worth it to us to just live a little bit less extravagantly because our house to us is the extravagance. Having that sanctuary is all you really need. It feels like a vacation every single day that you wake up and come home from work. Having that's important. And I think what got me here too was 
my unicorn realtor because she kept saying, if you don't love it, don't make the offer. Because I was putting too much stress on myself thinking that we were getting too close to the time frame of sticking to those frames that I set for myself. And she said, I always think that the right house will come. I don't know why, but that's how it works. It's always worked that way. So if you really aren't in love with it, just wait a little bit longer. And I listened to her and I trusted her and she led me to this. So I was very thankful for that. That's incredible. I'm trying to let all my listeners know now. You closed uh, what month? We closed in three days before Christmas. Wow. So that was, even in the holiday slowdown, when you were putting offers in around Thanksgiving, that time of Thanksgiving 21 was hectic. It really was. Sellers, like, they didn't want inspections. They wanted high offers and low contingencies. And the most stressful part was they wanted really short escrow periods. They wanted 20 days for this house. And if we didn't do that prep work, we would have not been able to put that in our offer letter that we could do a 20-day closing. And the two reasons why we did a 20-day closing and got this house were we were prepared and we had a local lender that was totally on board with it because they weren't restricted by policies like that bigger companies could be restricted under. Okay. She listens to me three times a day when she was getting ready for this. If this is your first time listening, find the rewind button on your podcast player. Rewind and listen to that again and again and again. You heard me clapping in the background there. Yes, yes, yes. The more prepared you are, the more options you have, the more options you have, the better chance you get the dream house. You can close in 20 days if you have the right team working for you. You can be able to offer that if that's what the seller is asking slash demanding in this market. And the fact that you had your local lender working for you, ah, that's so incredible. Well, I think you've given everybody the understanding of what to do to prepare. Were there any other pitfalls? Were there any surprises? Sounds like you prepped a lot, way too much of me while you were getting ready for breakfast and stuff. It was totally worth it, though. Such a stressful period. I was stressed. So I couldn't imagine having more stress by being ill-prepared, but I think the biggest thing, like we even closed five days early. That's how much we got our stuff in and the lender was on point and the realtor as well. I think the biggest hiccup or thing that I was surprised about was people not doing inspections and making offers. That threw me way off. I didn't think it was going to be that competitive. And also in the Bay Area, people offering cash outright for property really messed up the middle class that doesn't have that. And another big hurdle that I wasn't prepared for or thought I wouldn't be prepared for was during the offer, the earnest money deposit. So when I listened to that episode, I set a little bit more aside so that we can do that. And that really helped. And if I didn't have that, I think I would have been in trouble making an offer. It's so inspiring listening to you because while you're saying all this stuff, as much as I'm getting excited that listeners are learning and they're going to avoid problems, I also just keep replaying in my head you talking about coming home to this place that makes you and the family so happy. So it's totally worth it. It is. It really is. 
And for everybody who is getting ready to get out there, remember, every market has good things and bad things. Brianna and your partner and your little boy, not that he had anything to do with the whole process, but it was for him, that you had to deal with a lot of competition, but all that frustration you had during that competition, you still found the dream house. So the people right now are saying to me, this is so hard because interest rates went up and it costs more. It's never going to be perfect. Either it's going to be cheap and everybody's going to be going after it, or it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But the moral is do your homework, get ready, and then wait until you find it. Definitely. And a lot of people expect perfect situations. And nothing's perfect, especially something worth fighting for. There's always going to be that thing that discourages you. And getting offers denied was discouraging. But looking back, if I could tell myself that it just wasn't the right house, it just wasn't meant to be, just keep preparing and keep strong, that would have really helped me reduce my stress. Because in reality, the timeframes were so tight. So this house went on the market on a Thursday and they wanted to pick an offer by Monday morning. So there was four days to get in. So if we did it right, we were going to be one of the few offers because people will come in and love the house, but they might not be as prepared as me. So really it puts me a leg up even from people who might have more money or not low contingencies. It's because I got my documents in and was ready to buy this house that really sets you apart in those situations. Yeah. People say to me, well, I don't know if I want to stretch. And I'm like, well, then you didn't prepare enough. You were ready to go all in. Thank God you had the extra couple grand. I mean, I've had people that have called the uncle they haven't talked to in 10 years. When they get that perfect, I need 2,500 bucks and then we'll pay you back in the next three months, but I just need to cover this little appraisal gap or whatever it is, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And we could have waited three more months and looked, but we knew we wanted the house by the end of December because the market was so volatile then and January rolls around and interest rates were at an all time low. So we wanted to not go in an apartment. And I think the biggest motivating factor was you in my head saying, don't waste money on rents. That is a forced savings account. Don't do it to yourself. And that really motivated me to, I mean, we didn't even buy Christmas presents. We got a little Charlie Brown tree and yeah. and like, we're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you just put some tinsel on yourself and run around the house. Here's our present. Here's our present. Yeah, that's exactly what my son did. He was two, so he loved it. We had a of course because all our stuff was gone. It was oh eggs. man, that's going to be memories forever. Well, I've tried on podcast to say this, but I'm really glad that you heard and that it was enough to get you to understand that if you prepare, you can get this perfect storm. Brianna's talking about not only. Fighting the fight. I mean, think about it. What if one of those cash buyers hadn't come in on the house that you wanted that was a couple pegs below this one? Mm -hmm. It felt horrible at the time, but because you were prepared and you were ready to go, you were ready to take something because it was going to be a four savings account. But because you had all those options, you got the best of both worlds. Now everyone's going to think that everyone's going to be able to do this and they're going to call me up and be mad at me. But hey, 
the more you prepare, the better your chances. Yeah. And be realistic. Like if you're not ready, you're not ready. But when you are ready, you're prepared. You won't be disappointed. I love it. This is so exciting. And I'm just so thrilled. I could talk forever, but I know people probably want to stop doing the dishes or whatever they're doing while they're listening to us. Thank you for being so inspiring and really helping everybody understand when people tell me, this is so hard, I need to take a day off of work. Gang, she was in Germany. Get over it. Okay? But I understand the pain. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it. It was worth it. We already have equity built in the house. And thank you so much for setting us up and taking the time to answer our emails and set us up with our unicorn real estate agent because... Really, she made a difference trusting her and even trusting her with how much we wanted to offer. And just jumping in the pool was everything. And it was just the right amount to establish a little equity. So we definitely don't regret any part of that journey at all. It's so fun because here we are, if you're listening in the future, this is the summer of 2022. And there are all these articles coming out about all these new realtors that got in the game last year. And a lot of my unicorn people are people that I have met over the years by going to these conferences all over the country. And I meet four or 500 people a weekend. I'm only talking to about a dozen after the weekend. And I'm always thinking to myself, gosh, I wish I had somebody moving from my area who was going to move to your town. And then I got the idea for the podcast a few years ago. So it's so exciting because someone like you who deserves it, that I can go, oh my gosh, this person that I never had anybody in my town move to your town. But now because of the podcast, I can say, I know someone awesome there. Yeah, exactly. It's so nice. The networking is so important to help people. And by you having those contacts and networking, your reach is so much further than just Southern California. So you're really doing a lot to help people and get people to a place in their life where they feel proud of something. Buying a house is such a big step in your life. And feeling that pride of being a homeowner is uncomparable to anything, honestly. Oh, that's fantastic. Oh, warm my heart. Thank you so much. All right, everybody. Listen to Brianna. Do what she says. I can't say any better than that. Thank you so much and enjoy your lovely home. Thank you. Gang, that interview was amazing for me. I am actually right now recording this for the second time because... I recorded the little intro and outro directly after I did the interview, and I was so excited. I sounded like a giddy little kid hopped up on sugar. And if that tells you anything, what excites me the most about the podcast, about this revolution, is for you to hear real people being able to explain the thing that I've been trying to explain to my small little group of people here in Southern California, and now getting a chance to explain it to people all over the country. I don't have very much to say about this because Brianna said everything. You want to learn how to buy a home? Go back and listen to this podcast. Like I said at the beginning, it's summertime, so I think I'm going to drop a few less podcasts than I usually do weekly. So if you're Jones in next week because you're a regular listener and you listen as soon as these drop, listen to this one again. That girl had so many wonderful things to say, so many helpful things, so many great tips, and I am seriously on cloud nine. I hope that you find your dream house, and I hope you love your dream house as much as I love this job.
being able to help people understand what they're actually capable of, helping them become planners, getting super nerdy about the planning, and then getting to that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Again, I don't know what to say. Listen to this one again. There's lots of great stuff on there. Write a review. Share this podcast with everyone, please. This is a great one to share. Share with your friends. It tells you not only tips and tricks and guides and hacks, but there's real optimism and real practical, actual things that you can do to help you be in the same position that she's in. Go to howtobuyahome.com if you've got any questions. Drop your question in there and I'll get back to you as well as there's a place where you can do a first-time buyer starter kit. Or you can find your own unicorn if you want to go to the howtobuyahome.com. Check me out on TikTok, Instagram, and the YouTube and all that stuff. Listen to this one again. Save this one on your phone, gang. That interview makes me happy. And I hope more and more people listen to that so everyone knows this is a possibility for everybody who's thinking about trying to replace their rent with a mortgage. Gang, you can do this.